Hello and welcome to another episode of the More From Law podcast. I'm your host, Harry Clark. This episode features Hannah Jenton, a founding partner of CGL. Having worked on the Silicon Valley firm, she decided to co-found her own full-service firm centred on allowing its attorneys to work flexibly and remotely. In this episode, Hannah and I discuss her journey to date, her advice to both aspiring lawyers and founders, as well as her thoughts on flexible working within the world of law. Let's get into it. So hi Hannah, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hi, Harry. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. And um, like all great podcasts, there's always the teething issues before we get going with technology. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate you taking your time to speak with me today and, and to share some insights into something which um, I think is personally really cool. And I think something that a lot of students and I guess junior lawyers um, didn't always consider and don't always learn much about when they're kind of doing their studies and, and kind of getting their feet on the legal ladder, which is starting your own law firm. Um, but before we get too much into that side of things, um, a nice little icebreaker I like to ask people when they come on the show is um, why did you originally want to join the profession in the first place? Um, and for people who haven't had the opportunity to meet you, what's your sort of background today? Okay. Um, so if I'm completely honest, I never really wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I always had a fascination with business. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, you know, something that I was really passionate about when I graduated university. Um, and so after college, I was speaking with a good friend who is also kind of a mentor of mine and a CEO of a fairly large company in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And he shared with me the fact, he said, you don't need to get an MBA. You're interested in business. You don't need an MBA. Just get in there, get your hands dirty, kind of figure things out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was a little apprehensive and wasn't fully confident in my abilities to do that. So I wanted to explore some different options. And some folks that I had spoken with had shared that law school mm-hmm. uh, was a good path to business. You know, there was a way to grab kind of a technical skill set. And uh, if all else failed, I could always be a lawyer. So, you know, in my kind of early university days, if I'm really honest, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so I thought, Mm -hmm. okay, let me apply to law school and see what happens. Um, And I got into Berkeley Law, which was an amazing opportunity. And so I thought, okay, let me do this. And that was, you know, going to Berkeley really gave me such a greater appreciation of the law. And my experience there has been so valuable. Um, one, and obviously just learning, not really learning how to practice, but learning kind of the understanding and the theory. But what Berkeley really taught me was how to think and how to be a critical thinker. And it's one of the most important skills, I think, now looking back that has helped in building a law firm, which is like building a business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm really thankful for that experience and the wonderful people that I met in law school. Cool. And then I guess when it came to transitioning from um, you know, the classroom to the real world, should we say, um, and getting into practice, um, what was it like your sort of first few years of actually getting out there and practicing what you'd learned? Yeah, so I followed the semi typical path of, you know, students that go to these these law schools. So I went um, and worked for a big law firm, uh, a big mm-hmm. billion billion dollar law firm in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, and Law school certainly didn't prepare me for any of that. I didn't know how to do, you know, I didn't know how to do anything. Um, mm. And that's why actually practicing was, I highly, highly recommend uh, mm. that experience. I learned so much, um, you know, just being, actually doing practicing law. Um, so I was at a law firm for about five years. 
um, close to five years. And uh, then that was when I left. And, and speaking of that decision to leave then, um, it's not a small decision by any means. And I think to leave, um, you know, what you've always known, I guess, when it comes to practicing in private practice and kind of going along the quote unquote normal route, should we say, from, you know, law school to, to that sort of law firm. Um, when it came to, you know, founding or co-founding your own firm, what was, what was that decision like? And what was it that was really kind of going on in your head at the time, which kind of said, actually, I'm going to leave all this behind and try something new? Yeah, there there were two primary reasons that mm-hmm. motivated me to leave the firm. The first was very personal. Um, mm-hmm. And the second was my frustration with the client experience at big firms. So mm-hmm. I can talk about that a little bit. So first, when I was at this firm was when I also had my first son. And the hours expectation at the firm combined with the expectations on me as a new mother, it was just impossible to balance. Mm. Um, I still really wanted to work. I still, I, I really liked my job at the firm. I loved the people I worked with. I was really stimulated in the environment. Um, but having a child, I also had this whole new world of responsibility and expectations and in order to be both the mother I wanted to be and the attorney in the big law environment I wanted to be, I I was working nonstop. It wasn't really possible to juggle those. Mm-hmm. Um, so while I still had this fire in me to work, I I decided to quit. Um, and that story is common. I'm I'm part of a large group of uh, especially mothers that do leave big law once they have children because it's very difficult to balance. Um, so that was one thing that just I, when I left, I had just this nagging feeling like there has to be a better way. I'm I'm not done yet. I still Mm -hmm. have all of these years of practicing within me. I'd still like to practice, but just based on the circumstances of my personal situation and the lack of flexibility in the big law world, I couldn't. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't, that's just kind of the way that it works there. And that I never really got over that. And then this, the, Kind of second reason was one of the issues that I saw at big law firms, which is just kind of the nature of the practice or the nature of the environment is that you have clients that are paying millions and millions of dollars. Mm. And, you know, these are the high paying clients that take up a lot of the partner's time, which makes sense. Uh, But there were a number of clients that were paying these really high rates. Big law firms are really expensive and these clients were paying super high rates and not getting the type of attention that they deserved. And so Mm. that imbalance in the firm, I also saw that model a bit inefficient. And um, for me, you know, working with those clients, I just, I thought, again, there has to be a better way. So after I left, um, I had connected with, who's my co-founder. She's also a very, very dear friend of mine. Her name is Noam um, and we're friends from Berkeley Law. Mm-hmm. And she had also worked in a Silicon Valley law firm, um, and she had also left uh, because of the work-life balance um, situation. And we were having a conversation about the fact that it's quite tragic that we weren't practicing. We had spent mm-hmm. so much money on law school, and we had spent so much time investing into our careers, and neither one of us was practicing. And that's where we came together and said, okay, why don't we just... This is really how it started. We thought, why don't we just practice on our own? 
you know, we can create a working environment that works for us. We'll just take the number of clients that also balances within our life. Um, at that time, I had two children now. I had a one and a half year old and a one month old. And she had a, I think her daughter was like around a year and a half because she's a little older than my daughter. So we both had very small children, mm-hmm. but we still wanted to practice just in a way that worked for us. Um, and we started that and it worked. Speaking quickly on, um, I guess that, that those initial few weeks, I guess you make that decision saying, okay, let's do it. Let's practice. Um, I mean, I've spoken to quite a few people who have started their own business or are currently running one. And they always make an analogy of saying that their business is like another child when it comes to juggling all of its needs and kind of the time and effort it requires. Um, <laughs> sure so is. I'm guess, I'm guessing that, you know, those initial few weeks, actually, it might have been more work to kind of get it off the ground than it was, say, you know, that you might have been doing in, in the law firm. What was it like? Just kind of that initial decision of, okay, we're going to do this. How do we do this? <laughs> and kind of what happened? Yeah. So very much relate to that analogy. Uh, Noam and I speak a lot about this being our child, um, mm-hmm. you know, with the work that we've put into it and investing and that and that business really is, you know, motherhood has certainly helped me in my business journey and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the care and attention that you put in, um, helps this child grow. Uh, so in terms of starting a firm, like I'm being very honest, uh, the first thing that we did was actually Google how to start a law firm. We had no idea, you know, we had no idea what we were doing. Um, and for us, it's always just been doing it. Uh, you know, one of the things lawyers are notorious for planning everything out. Mm-hmm. Um, and our, our journey actually wasn't that way. We just tried things, you know, we got some good advice. Certainly we understood what the basic requirements were in our state, um, understanding, you know, what we had to do to comply with the state, Mm-hmm. The types of filings we needed to make, of course, um, all of those things. And then everything else was just like, let's try it and figure it out as we go. Those kind of like first few days of getting everything set up, um, it was a lot more kind of admin and management than it was even practicing law. Um, and so what was it like kind of going from that transition of, you know, always doing quote unquote legal work? Yeah. So when we started, actually, she and I were doing everything. So we were doing mm-hmm. all of the practicing and servicing for our clients and the administrative side of running a business. And then we just, we've got too many clients. We couldn't do it. And we also yeah. saw that it was working. You know, our model, our idea was working. We were having the ability to balance our personal lives while still practicing in a meaningful way. And so this was where the passion in me really started igniting this passion I have to really we're trying to change the narrative about how attorneys practice and to create mm-hmm. an autonomous workplace for attorneys who want to practice, but who also want to have some type of kind of control of their life. And so that's when that, that started, that passion started really bubbling up in me and it became imperative to create, we had created it for ourselves and then we wanted to create it for others. So the first was just bringing on our first attorney that could start practicing um, and taking over some of the client work. And this is where our virtual model really supports that, um, mm-hmm. you know, because these attorneys can practice. So we're completely remote. We've been virtual from day one. We've never mm-hmm. had any office space anywhere. So we don't care where in the world our attorneys are working um, from so long as, you know, they're just responding. And mm-hmm. uh, that that's the real kind of passion and um, mission behind CGL. 
when it came to uh, the whole sort of pandemic situation, everyone being forced to work from home, it's kind of the case of you've been doing it for so long and you've clearly transitioned so well into that sort of situation, I guess. Definitely. I actually, though, right now is I actually just did a LinkedIn post on this. Um, mm. While that is certainly true, CGL, we're very used to working remotely. Um, this is not a normal time. And for remote businesses, you know, when I was practicing remotely, my kids were at, now they're, they're older. They were at school. My husband and I had separate space. Um, now I have kids home with me, uh, mm. who aren't in school and we're not able to go do the things that we normally were able to do. So it's a very different working from home environment. So while certainly it wasn't a big change for us, um, CGL, I do think that it's important to recognize that this is not a normal remote work situation for anyone yeah. during this time. There was a great um crazy. there was a great quote on Twitter I saw which said that you're not working from home, you're coping from home in the middle of a exactly. pandemic. And I thought that that just kind of summed it up perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's so much pressure to be, you know, operating at top capacity all of the time. And I think reminding mm. ourselves that this is a very, very different time than normal and just adapting to that, but also just having reasonable expectations of what we can achieve in these circumstances. When it came to getting that growth and kind of building business, what were your kind of key principles or your sort of key um, strategies to do so? Yeah, I'd say first is learning by doing. Um, so most everything we've done is just by figuring it out the hard way, rolling up our sleeves and getting in there and teaching ourselves. You know, I'm a lawyer by training. Um, and I find myself regularly reading about topics on sales and marketing and, mm -hmm. you know, human resources and things that I had no exposure to. So one is just that learning and also I think getting comfortable not knowing the answers, getting comfortable being in your being getting comfortable being uncomfortable and being mm -hmm. in a space where you don't know things and having an openness and willingness to learn. Um, one of the things about lawyers and certainly I felt felt this at my big law firm is there's a lot of pressure to be perfect. Mm -hmm. There's this perfectionism. Um, and that can actually be really debilitating in business when you're trying to grow and scale a business. I mean, we, I, I make mistakes all the time. Um, and the key is really learning from those and growing from those and constantly iterating and trying to get better and being open and gentle with yourself and moving forward from those. Mm -hmm. um, if we were spending time trying to create the perfect business plan, I'm not sure our business would be where it is right now. Mm -hmm. uh, it was so much more just like learning by doing and getting in there and figuring it out as we go. Absolutely. And I guess, was that the kind of driving reason behind, um, you know, deciding to go fully remote and fully virtual? Was it the case of, you know, not being able to afford office space and then realizing actually this kind of worked? Or was that more of a kind of guiding principle from the beginning? Uh, yeah. So no, virtual was always, virtual has always been a very key component of our mm -hmm. um, mission. The, you know, the benefits of work, we very much believe in a distributed company model and the benefits of working remotely for the employee, the flexibility, the lack of time spent commuting, the lack of additional expenses on the business. You know, it doesn't work well for every type of business, but certainly for a law firm, 
Um, there's a lot of other considerations that come into place in terms of security and data policies that need to be incredibly robust. You know, mm-hmm. we're dealing with very important client data. Um, but yeah, no, being virtual has always been one of our core uh, values, I guess. I guess uh, something I wanted to ask you as well, and again, in light of kind of coronavirus, there's been a lot of speculation as to whether remote working generally will pick up as a result of um, the pandemic and kind of this this mass experiment and trial that we've kind of been forced to take with, with sort of social distancing, isolation and so on. Um, at least when it comes to the legal industry, do you think there will be a greater adoption of working from home or even remote offices and this kind of um, approach to working style? Or do you think that the, the profession will kind of go back to normal? Yeah, I, I'm not sure what will play out. I can see there being many more people that have now worked remotely and get a bit more experience feeling like, actually, this is something that I could do. I can also see mm-hmm. some companies seeing the great benefit in that. You know, one of the things that we see is the the lack of commuting time, the, uh, you know, lack of overhead for the business is just mm-hmm. really substantial. And so that also might be considerations. There are certain things, though, that I think, you know, I mean, this is like, I don't think that big law firms will ever go away, nor should they. There are certain very, very valuable things about having everyone around the table, you know, for an IPO, for example, everyone's in the same room. At either the, you know, the law firm kind of going over these documents and that's, I don't see that going away. Mm-hmm. Um, I see the industry having to adapt a bit to get a bit smarter and more efficient with how we're u- both using legal services. I think clients will also start to demand a, the clients, you know, there are a healthy portion of clients these days that don't really care so much about the fancy office and, mm-hmm. Technology's really allowed us to provide great value to our clients without some of the older kind of mentality of the fancy office space and conference room. Um, so, but I think that change, we really saw that change happening even before everything that happened with the COVID crisis. And I certainly see that everything that's been going on with COVID really accelerating people starting to think about a distributed workforce or a virtual work. And I guess it does go back to the point we made earlier as well, that these certainly aren't normal circumstances. And um, there might even be people who kind of come through the other side of this going, I, I hate remote working, when in fact they've exactly. not had the opportunity to kind of give it that genuine, <laughs> genuine attempt, really. Um, exactly. That's why I felt so compelled to write something about it, to just share that this is not what it's actually like as someone mm. who's worked, you know, remotely the past two and a half years. And I've loved that. If I'm honest, this has been one of the most challenging working experiences since we've started the firm. And it's just because these are not normal circumstances. Um, and then finally, one thing I wanted to ask you about. So we've, we've talked a lot this episode about, you know, what starting a law firm is like, a little bit about remote work. Um, and who knows, there might be people listening who in the future will go on to found their own law firms. Um, and mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to kind of probe your thoughts on whether it's suited to a certain type of person or um, if there's any kind of advice that you pass on to people who are, I guess, about to jump ship and give it a go, but kind of yet to figure it all out, like you say, or yet to figure out, I guess, it came to you in your in your circumstance, kind of giving it a go as you went along. Um, what's your sort of message to, to those group of people? I would say that if you feel compelled to do it, you should do it. This has been the greatest journey. 
um, one of the greatest journeys of my life. I'm so happy for all of the, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done. And also Mm -hmm. one of the most fulfilling, um, I'd say that you don't have to be perfect and you can figure it out as you go. You don't have to have this perfect plan in place. It's more about learning. And I think just, you know, if I could give advice, it's all about that openness and Mm -hmm. uh, growing from your mistakes. And every day I'm out of my comfort zone. And if I'm not out of my comfort zone now, I used to live in a very comfortable, you know, being Mm -hmm. a lawyer at a big law firm, I had this guaranteed really high salary. I knew that if I did this, this and this, then there would be certain responses. It was a very controlled environment. It was safe. Um, that for me was suffocating. And so I think if someone is kind of feeling bad and feeling like, hey, I could go after this thing, the, if you're open and gentle with yourself and you really learn and grow from the experience, you can't really lose, you know, because you're growing. It's such a, it can be such a growth opportunity. You have to be really comfortable with that because growth is never easy. <laughs> yeah, no, there's always those growing pains, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And you kind of spilled out, I guess, in those um, first few weeks of trying things out and kind of figuring out as you go. I know it's in no way comparable in terms of scale, but that's certainly the experience I had with this podcast and blogging and things. It's all about kind of giving it that that first guess and that first attempt and kind of um, seeing where it takes you, I guess. Really. So on, on that basis, what's the kind of um, the next step, I guess, for yourself um, and the firm? Where, where do you cite or well, see yourself in 10 years is the classic interview question, but what's the kind of, uh, what's the kind of future for you, do you think? Yeah. I mean, every day I'm blown away by what we've built. I'm so grateful and we're really in high growth mode. We're scaling mm-hmm. this firm and business, um, pretty significantly. I really want to share this opportunity of working and working differently with as many attorneys as possible. So that's the plan is essentially just grow as much as we can to create a better working experience for our attorneys and also access to this high quality talent because we just hire, that's one thing we just hire um, ex big law attorneys. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really very high quality talent uh, pool of practitioners. I'd also like to create space or create greater access to that, these types of attorneys for clients. Um, you know, our virtual model allows us to be uh, we bill our services out at a much more competitive rate than these attorneys would cost mm-hmm. at a large law firm. And I'd really like to, you know, create that opportunity for as many people as possible, really kind of marrying happy attorneys who are practicing in a meaningful way with clients who feel like they're getting great value for a great price. Um, that's the vision. We're just trying to get that to as many people as possible. That's fantastic. And it's um, been really interesting to kind of hear about that, that journey that you've taken from day one. And, and given how you've overcome so much already, I'm sure that you'll um, see through that journey in the future. Um, but thanks so much for sort of sharing your thoughts on founding a firm from remote work and everything else in between. Um, where can people go to sort of learn more about yourself and CGL? Yeah, they can check out our website, which is um, www.cgl-llp.com. Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn. I'm really active and always making some noise there. Um, <laughs> and, you know, my contact information is there. So anyone can feel free to give me an email, uh, shoot me an email. We get a lot of interest from different attorneys. I'm always happy to speak to people and from clients as well, but always happy to speak to people, especially I think a lot of the guests on your show about what we're doing, um, mm. you know, anytime. That's fantastic. And thanks for taking the time to speak with me today, Hannah. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Of course. Thank you, Harry. 
Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the More From Law podcast. The amount of support the show has received recently has been unbelievable, so thanks again for playing your part in that by listening. If you'd like to support the show, please rate it five stars on the iTunes store and follow the show on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps the show reach more listeners. If you're looking for more tips, resources and guides, you can visit my website www.harryclarklaw.com where you can also sign up to my newsletter and stay up to date with everything that I'm up to. For now though, I'll see you in the next episode of More From Law.